Welcome back to Quantity Radio, where we talk about a quantity of things from love, relationships, business, religion, and I am your host, Shaquan, a.k.a. Big Quan, and we have a special guest here with me today, Mr. Princeton. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. The founder, the brains, the creative behind the Left Fresh brand. One man band. One man. No, I can't even say that because I got some folks who, my photographer, my graphic designers, they've been holding it down. So some folks that's helping you out behind the scenes for sure. Man, man, big shout outs to them. Yes, sir. Yeah, we gonna get into that. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on. Like, I'm super excited. You came with the drip today. All courtesy of the brand. No. Okay. No. I, you came with the, you got the, okay. <laughs> I'm juiced. I'm juiced. So, like, how, how was the weather coming out here? Like. The weather was actually not bad. Not bad. I'm actually surprised. I had sunglasses on and everything on the way up here. So, <laughs> I'm like, a summer, I'm a summer guy. So, are, I'm, are I'm you born it. in the summer? No, nah, I'm actually, my birthday was actually December 30th. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to say so. that. Hold on now. Because I'm nah, a summer baby. Nah, with me being a. I feel like with my birthday being in the winter so much, uh, the summertime is where it's at. Because growing up, none of my friends could come to my birthday parties. Oh, it's raining and raining stuff. Raining, or people are out on vacation because of New Year's and Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I've always spent my birthdays in the rain, and oh. so it's like summertime. That's where it's. Lit. That's where you live. That's where you drive. And I'm like, I'm making the best is of this. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's up. You hear me? If the weather's been crazy lately too, that's why I was like, man, I hope he's able to get here. Man. Thank you for coming out from Union City, right? Yeah, Union City. Union City, yep. because yep. I mean, the weather's been California's been going through a storm right now, y'all. Like, I don't know El Nino or whoever then came through and just. <laughs> Trees falling down. So that's why I'm like, man, I'm just fingers crossed, like everything goes okay. So we can have this interview. And here he is. Hey. He made it here safely. So I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get shout out to Gabriel real quick. Hey, yeah. Look, my boy Frank to- Gabe Frank, my boy. Hey, yes. put it together. Yes, connected. Alvin, uh, <laughs> who you guys can see on the previous episode. Um, he actually introduced us yeah. um, via Instagram. So shout out to him for putting this whole thing together. Um, I seen your page. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. Like, he got some dope work going on, some dope content. Like, I got to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Got I really to, appreciate got that. Got to, got to, got to. All right, so let's get into the icebreaker. Like, I have a little icebreaker question. So okay. I seen you had locks before. Ooh. That's a perfect icebreaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I said you had your locks before, okay, but you cut them. Yeah. You cut them. Oh, shit, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know. like, what was the inspiration behind you cutting the locks? Like, why did you cut them? So, I've had my locks for almost eight years, and uh, my biggest thing was, I mean, it was just time for change. Like, I was going all through last year contemplating, like, do I want to cut my hair? Do I this, that? Going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all year, telling my friends, hey, I'm going to cut my hair. They're like, nah, don't do it. You know, I was really looking for outside validation to confirm my validation of what I wanted to do. And then I read a book and it was like, if you're constantly having these battles with yourself, you're you're not going to make it as far as you want to go. So I stopped asking the outside validation, really sat down with myself and really figured it out. Like, I'm 30 now. Like, I have my locks all through my 20s. This is my identity. This is how people know me. 
my biggest thing was like, man, I'm going to have to change up my style because my hair was an accessory and yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like I could put pigtails, I could put it in a bun, I could wear it down. So many different looks. But then once I cut it, it was just like. <sighs> it was a feeling of like you could breathe. Like... I could breathe. I could think clear. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. It was a more sense of attachment. Mm-hmm. So I let that attachment go and something for it to be attached to me and not be attached to anybody else. That attachment was like. It was just like, dang, a, a game changer for me. And so now I feel like my energy is changing and I was ready for an energy change and how people look at me. And I've gotten different responses from people when I was in the process of growing my hair. Like mm-hmm. I used to work at Journeys and I literally worked there at one point just to just to start growing my hair because I was a manager. And I was like, y'all can't fire me because I do my job. <laughs> But I'm going to grow my hair. I'm going to grow my hair. Like, I ain't going <laughs> to say nothing to once me. Once I get out the ugly stage, yeah. stuff started happening at that job, and I pieced out on them. And I was already at a length, so. So do you feel like with, with your locks, though, it was like that moment of you starting them and growing them, it was a whole, like, transformation process for yourself, too? Like, it's usually when people start their locks, it's like they start their growth journey. Like, mm. they're going through some trials, tribulations, and they, they have, like, a, a growth spurt. And they start realizing different things like, okay, well, maybe they might have a different spiritual change. They might have a different environment change or things like that. And then once you reach that peak almost where you feel like you're ready to transform it to a higher level, then the locks, they have to go. Honestly, yeah. I feel like when I first started growing my hair out, it was kind of like I was just talking to a friend and I'm like, I'm going to grow my hair. Mm-hmm. I, I've had long hair before. I grew up, I'll say from the fourth grade all the way up to the 10th grade, I was rocking braids. Wow. And then so I've already been through this transition and that first transition, it was forced. Mm-hmm. It was I was going to school. I had a fro, you know, raggedy looking like told my mom, like, hey, can you braid my hair? And she's like, no, nah, I'm not braiding it tonight. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to school looking like this. Right, right, my like, hair braided. Nah, like and she's like, well, you are going to school. So what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, we could just cut it then yeah. right there on the spot. She took some scissors. Yeah. Went to school with like kind of a jacked up cut. And found a barber, and then from there it was just like, damn, like, I've always wanted locks, and I never really got to experience that because having locks in 05, 06, during the hyphy movement, Y'all, it, man. you know, it was it was yeah. a different energy out, out in the Bay, so. Now once, it's more, like, conscious now, now it's more when you conscious. have locks. Yeah, it's more conscious, so. not all that hyphy, shake your dreads, Mm-mm. it's more like I'm conscious, I'm coming into my, my uh, ancestral, yeah. almost, yeah. like, with the locks. And then I also found a, a sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. After I cut it, like I did everything I wanted to do with my hair. I told every, I dyed my stuff. I, you know, I got to a length to where I was telling people like, once I get to this length, I'm gonna be doing this. I took my shit to Vegas. It was a wow. It was a, it was a great time <laughs> with hair. Great time. Yeah, so I don't yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. And hair is just hair. It's gonna grow back. Exactly. You can I always grow back. I ain't losing nothing. Did you keep it? Because I know a lot of people keep their locks. Mm. On, put in a little sacred space or a bag or whatever. Did I you kept. Keep them? I kept like five. Of them, okay. Four or five of them. But you know, in all honesty, I didn't. I didn't even want to do nothing with it. Um, like that energy has lived its life. It's right. When it's course. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. I actually was cleaning out some stuff and I found a lock like Just on its random. own. Yeah, random. <laughs> and it, it really brought me back like, yeah. damn, like this is my this was my life. And I've been scrolling through just videos and stuff and because I don't really have a lot of stuff posted with me without hair. Mm-hmm. So just seeing my life and how I move with hair versus how I move without hair is completely different. I feel mm-hmm. like so I've transformed. I love transcended. it. Yeah, I love it. I, I love, love the I love the new look too. Thanks. I love the new thank look. You, so you. it's it's working for you. It's, it's just time to get to dipping on niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get this brush.
Chicago. Man, man, man. So yes. it's all good. Yes, I'm excited to uh, be your first podcast of the year, hey, sir. Me too. Me too. I'm excited. I think I'm my excited. last podcast was like 2018. Ooh. Yeah. So, so you overdue. Overdue for a podcast. Overdue. It's been and a lot of growth and a ooh. lot of change, and yeah, it's overdue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm honored to be the first one um, of the year. So, um, yeah, we're going we gonna to get it going. It's a little bit of pressure, but you know what I'm saying? I'm ready. Hey, bow, bow, bow. Hey, I'm ready. Hey, pressure breed diamonds, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So You're right about that. You're right about that. So, like, how did you come up with the name Le Fresh? Like, I love the name, by the way. It makes me want, like, a... A croissant. Like, <laughs> I want you know some French toast. Some like left fresh, like very French. Like, uh -huh. like I so, love it. I'm actually part French, which is so. I used to turf dance. That's how it started. Okay. I used to turf dance. Uh, I used to turf dance under the name Fresh Prince, mm -hmm. and I always spelt it a little different. And then I met some homies in high school. They used to go by the name Fresh Fam, and they spelt it with a ph. And I'm like, wow. Like I've always wanted to have something. Like, I used to wear P's just because it used to be the beginning of my name. Mm -hmm. Wearing Philly hats, not even a Philly fan. and <laughs> You know, whatever. Just yeah. just because it got a P on it. P's yeah. with stars on it, all that good stuff. So once it, once I graduated and really took the branding serious, I was like, okay, fresh. Fresh is a, fresh is a brand. We drop in the turf dancing. We just going to brand. Mm -hmm. And then my mom really got into my head, like, how many brands are there called fresh? You need to do that research. So right. I'm like, nah, mom. I'm like, uh. 17 years old, nah, I, I got this. And I really took the time, 18, 19, like, okay, let me start looking. Start looking. Tons of brands called Fresh with a PH. So I'm like, man, so I, I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese, sitting at the little booth where you get stamped in, and I'm literally writing different names because I've already branded Fresh. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so what can I do that's not going to stray too far from what I've already branded myself as? And Le came in, and Le is the in French. So it's like the freshest of them all. Ooh. And then it made it more personal to me because it's like, this is who I am. This is me showing my culture. This is me showing my background. You know, a lot of people think I'm Filipino because my sisters are Filipino. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really that separation, but also showing like I'm coming into myself. So that's that's how it started. And then honestly, it's just been running since like. I'm out. I'm not the, the best. I'm still learning, mm -hmm. but I'm going to be the best that I could be. So. That, that don't got nothing to do with nobody else. Exactly. Yeah. That's you. This is your this, identity. This like, you so. created this. I, I love the name. I'm like, that fresh. Like, it's something with that. Like, I got to hear the concept behind that name. Yeah. it's. I, I, it I feel like classy and bold. Like, leg gives it that classy. Like, mm -hmm. And then fresh is like, oh, you you bold enough to be fresh in any situation. Exactly. You know, so you got to know how to carry yourself in both ways. I love it. So. I love it. So what, like, drove you to create the brand? Like, what, what was... What was your thought process when you were creating this brand? So uh, my econ teacher in high school, Mr. Pava, shout out Mr. Pava. Um, he's actually really cool with a guy named Johnny Cupcakes. It's another brand. He's based out of Boston. Mm -hmm. And we had a real intimate, it was probably like 60 students. And Johnny Cupcakes came and talked to us and oh, wow. really just expressed like, I was a class clown. I was never really that person to be what people thought I was going to be. And so I made this brand just off jokes and people are like, what is Johnny Cupcakes? What is this? What is that? He literally built this whole brand around cupcakes, but it's T-shirts. So his storefront looks like a bakery, and people go in. It smells like frosting, all this 
people go in thinking that they're going to buy cupcakes and they sell t-shirts people be out there hot right like, so where's the cupcakes, where are the cupcakes? <laughs> so hearing that it was like man like you really just strove from nothing into something like that like me being a pivotal point i had surgery in high school um major back surgery wow so that's that really stopped me from dancing i was out of school for like six weeks and i just needed a transition and once i came back to school bought a t-shirt like, oh, I'm about to be fresh first time at school. Come back to school, somebody had the same T-shirt on. I'm like, oh, man. Fresh. Yeah, can't even be fresh on the way back. And then hearing him talk about, like, exclusivity and how to, like, the unspoken rule kind of deal. Like, you see somebody with this exclusive T-shirt, it's like, you you know, you're in the club. Like, mm-hmm. not everybody knows about this, but when I see somebody who know, you know. And then it creates that community and that conversation between somebody who you probably never probably would have talked to before. Exactly. So just they see what you got on, exactly. like what you wearing, like, hey, we affiliate with each other. We affiliate with I each gotta other. hook up with you. I gotta I gotta talk to you. We got the and, same kind of mind frame going on. And since then it's been rare occasions where I catch people in Johnny Cupcakes and I'm like, Oh shoot, like you know about this and they're like, Yeah, I love this brand and we Spark get to chatting. Comment. And then next thing you know, we like, dang, we got so much more in common or we don't got nothing in common, but we just made a connection exactly and so that that's what really drove me like how can I make that connection with other people like I was always in the fashion mm-hmm. so you know growing more and more made me realize more about the connection rather than the fashion sense of it so that's really where it drove from okay okay because I was just about to ask I'm like were you always into fashion like was you like the freshest kid at school like putting together pieces laying your clothes Man. out the night before oh, like for sure. that was, I was you yeah I was a uh, I used to be matchy matchy like Red, white, blue shoes, red, white, blue T-shirt, red, white, blue hat. Like It all was all, down to the toes. Down to the T, yeah. yeah. So I, that's always been my, you know, I got five sisters. Mm-hmm. So they've always taught me, like, you should be matching. You don't want to go out the house not matching. And this, <laughs> so I always lived that life. And then I kind of got into my own style and mm-hmm. then really started to figure out how to put things together. Now I'm just like, I, I could wear anything. I could bounce some shit from Target and. And rock some, it out, man. Like and that's just you being a creative, though. That's just like that's just your creative. mind. Like, okay, I'm gonna put this piece with this piece because I struggled with like style. Like, I'm barely coming into style. Like, barely like in my late twenties. Mm. So I'm just like, okay, well, what do I put together? Because back in the day, it's like, okay, this is red, this is red. I'm putting it together. Put it or, this t- is the blue, this is blue. I'm aware. Like, yep. I never had to like, you know, got that mind to be like, okay, I want to create this and put a splash of this, and put a splash in that. Because now people are like color blocking a lot and it's putting crazy. different shit together. And I'm just like, oh, like I like that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to coming to my own style myself and you know be expressive because what you wear Mm. is a way that you express yourself yeah yeah that's the biggest form of expression and that first that first impression of how you express yourself is really going to draw people to you or turn people away exactly but i feel like the confidence level is a high thing so it could turn people away but your confidence is going to draw them in because most people are like man i wish i could do that Mm -hmm. and most people are scared to do it and once you see people start doing it then you're like okay, I could, maybe I could try it. Maybe let me just see, get people's reaction. And that's the biggest thing. People want validation. People want outside validation before they do that thing. And I'm coming to the point where I don't need outside validation. I'm going to do me regardless. You you either rock with me or you don't. So And that's going to speak volumes of, like, you're not afraid to do it. You're bold enough to do it. So it's like, okay, like, he bold enough to step out and do that or rock this or wear that. Like, okay, he's giving me a little bit of confidence to, you know, do what I need to do. Either Take me as I am or leave me where I stand. So Ooh. that's where I'm at. Like, okay. I'm going I'm to be good regardless. Okay, okay. Um, next one, like, where uh, where did you grow up? Like, what was what was your environment like? 
yes. around you. Like, cause I, I like to, I like to get people's backgrounds where they came from. Cause somebody else might be from the same environment and background that you uh, came from. And they could see that, Oh, this person is from the same place I'm from and mm. they're doing something and, and be able to inspire them and know that they can do whatever they need to do, whatever their passion is. So, uh, short times lived in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. A few years of my life, beginning ages of my life. But I really grew up in Union City. Um, I say San Francisco made me, but Union City raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents in my life, you know, I I ain't struggle. I ain't, I had it to me. I had this mindset of who I wanted to be, and it's, it wasn't who I wanted to be just by projection of the outside validation, like music videos and the time of the, time of the era of me growing up and what was being presented. So... I feel like I was following a lot growing up, like trying to find my. Were projected onto you as like us, uh, like I feel like I have to be have this. Have to be this. Have yeah. to be this. So, you know, being in Union City, Union City is it's cool. You know, I I didn't find nothing bad about it. Um, a lot of good friends came out of there. Still rocking with them to this day, but I I feel like my environment kind of showed me a better way of life mm-hmm. because I didn't have to struggle. Mm-hmm. But I always had the mentality of I'm struggling because I see all these people around me struggling. Like I grew up with homies who father ain't in their life, but my dad is there. So they look to my dad and see them as a dad. You know, my yeah. dad would come up fresh as hell. Like, like people think my dad is my brother. My dad's so fresh. Ooh. Yeah. Like we yeah, go through yeah. Vegas walking together. And they're like, oh, who, y'all want to go party together? He like, nah, <laughs> like, I'm not part <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, so seeing that and learning that and just knowing like the knowing that people can confide in me and what I got going and I can give that same love back it it shaped me to I say be a better all-around person you know mm-hmm. like being a product of my being a product of your environment is really hard but it's all perspective you know you could be a product of your environment but see all the shit that's wrong and still try to do better Mm-hmm. You know, you end up in certain situations, but you got to understand that you put yourself in that situation when it comes to that situation. Right. You know, yeah, there's wrong place, wrong time. Don't get me wrong. But how do you know? Like, what are, what are you doing with your life to put you in that wrong place, wrong time? Because you could have been doing something else. Exactly. And so I spent my time doing all the wrong shit. And... Now that I'm coming into myself even more and reading a lot more, it's it's showing me like, okay, I could teach my son how to do this. Like my parents were kind of strict on me. My dad was strict on me for healthy reasons. Mm-hmm. My mom, pretty strict, but she was more ongoing. She was the one I would ask go do stuff. It's like, oh no, go ask your dad. And it's like, damn, that's I'm a no. Go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a no. But then damn. as I as I get older and I realize some of the things, my dad's like. You don't need to be in that situation. Like you putting yourself in danger. Mm-hmm. You're putting danger out there to come to you rather than staying away from it. So like my environment growing up in Union City, it was it was me challenging the good that was already there. Mm-hmm. Trying to be bad. Trying to be bad. Like trying you already had a good thing going for yourself. And mm-hmm. then you see other people like, oh, that looks like fun. Like they're mm-hmm. out there doing this, doing that. And especially being in the Bay Area. Like, Man. you know, Bay Area sometimes get like a crazy rep. Like mm-hmm. you got the good and bad side. So it's like, oh, which one do I do? Like, yep. you know, and your parents are trying to just keep you on the right path and keep you out of that. So they want to see you succeed. Yeah. So like you said, you have both parents in the house. And that's it's, a blessing. It's a blessing. Especially for black males. It's like sometimes we don't have our fathers in the home. Yeah. So you had that major 
major key component right there to teach you, you know, how you should act and how you should go about being a man and handling yep. yourself. And it was a lot of bump heads with me and my dad. Like, I feel like once I started to really become a man, me and my dad became best friends because mm-hmm. a lot of the shit that he was teaching me, it, it didn't it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. When I was younger and I and I've come to realize we, we got to receive things when we're ready to receive them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be told all this stuff, blah, 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 don't do this, don't do that. But if you're not ready to receive it, you ain't going to receive it. Exactly. So as I started growing up, it's like, damn, my dad talked. He was right. God. And and I used to hate it. Like, damn, dad, you right. Like mm-hmm. you talk. He's like, I told you, yeah, listen to me. I, I've been doing this. Like I've been here for this long. And so now it's even more. I tell my dad, I'm like, every day I see myself turning into you. He's like, you act like that's a bad thing. Right. It's a blessing to be <laughs> like blessing. your parents. It's a so, blessing. Yeah, Especially yeah. when they lead you in the right direction yeah. and they could be that inspiration for you. Yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. And then even like me, Brandon, it's, it started my mom to, do her own branding so my mom is actually a woman's life coach so she's like bouncing ideas off me and we're constantly going back and forth about different things and also learning how to react and respond to each other you know mm-hmm. because as parents we feel like they're, we're, they're always nagging at us or trying to cut those lines but they're really just telling you like from experience and they just want you to be aware and once I realized like the awareness of it it, it changed my whole trajectory that's so. right that's right. Like yeah. my papa used to say, um, I've once been your age, but you've never been mine. Man. So you need to listen to me because <laughs> I've, I've been down this road before and I'm, yeah. I'm trying to steer you away from that. Yeah. You people know? And people don't change. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't like the apple don't fall far from the tree. So exactly. you run into the same people that they was running into, you know, mm-hmm. pot calling the kettle black at that point. Exactly. <laughs> so like, what would you say? are some struggles that you you faced and that you've overcame or that you're currently overcoming as a brand owner or as, as a, a brand as a as person in general oh, overcoming i would say loving myself more mm. um it's cutting the negative self-talk you know not really not really understanding that it was negative self-talk just the just knowing that the brain don't understand the negative or the positive. It just understands the statement. Mm-hmm. And if you, whatever you say, whether it's a joke or not, the brain's going to act on it. Exactly. And so that's been the biggest struggle for me is really grasping that and honing in on that and really living in the moment. And, you know, knowing that everything is going to be good as long as I know it's going to be good. So... The power of knowing. Yeah. You just said that. The power of knowing. Yeah. When you know something is going to work out for you. It's going to work out. When you know something is going to be okay, you you start operating like that. You don't even begin to worry about it. That stress, that fear, mm -hmm. that doubt begins to just leave your mind. Yep. And and reading has helped me with that. I I wasn't the biggest reader. I used to question my dad all the time. Why do you read so much? Mm -hmm. Why do you read so much? Because, like, and he never really, he's like, it's just something that I like to do. This is what. This is what fulfills me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I'd rather watch TV. I'd rather be playing outside. I'd rather be with some friends. And not knowing that there's a lot of great stuff that you get out of books. Like, mm-hmm. over the last few years, I've read the most books than I have in my life. You know, and it's changed me in different ways. It's, it's taught me how to speak to people in different ways and speak to myself in different ways and know how, like, not everybody needs a response. 
Mm-hmm. Not everybody needs me to act upon this. And then knowing how to control what you can control and what you can't control. Knowing how to, knowing that your actions and your reactions are really the only thing that you can control. And so if somebody does something to try to get you to react and then you don't react, you still got your power. Mm-hmm. Once you react and give them what you want, you lost all power. <clears throat> so, you know, really understanding that I got all the power in my life. In my life only. Mm-hmm. I can't control you. Yourself. I can't control anybody else. As long as I do what's right for me, what's going to come to me and what's right for me is going to be right for me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been the biggest struggle, I say, for me right now. You know, and that's also with the transition of me cutting my hair and just just a whole trajectory of turn. You know, I got to be the person that I want to be to represent, you know, the brand. And, you know, I've had my downfalls. I've had my fuck up times and I was living in it and just. Yeah. You can't live in it. You got to go through it and get out of get it. Get out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really starting to understand, like, that was the time of my life. And now that time is over. So you can't you can't expect different doing the same shit. Exactly. Ooh. Okay. So when you said loving yourself, like what are you doing now to love yourself? What what actions are you taking now to love yourself more? Is it you? It could be you doing just doing things that you love. You doing your brand, or you going to the gym, or you know taking yourself out to eat. Because that's I had struggled with that too. I'm like mm. I'm not loving on myself. I was looking for love from everybody else, mm. and I wasn't really giving it to myself. No, that's real. So so when that's not there. Even when you're getting love from other people, it still don't sit right because it's something missing inside. Yeah. That love got to come from within first. Yeah, no. And then everything else is additional. Mm-hmm. That's honestly the first started was traveling alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody used to question me, "Why you travel alone? Why you try? Why you?" And it's like I know myself well enough, or I'm trying to get to know myself well enough to know. I could do this by myself. I could watch my own back. I don't need nobody to do this with. I could go out to Vegas by myself and walk the strip by and myself have a ball. and have a ball by yourself. Walk, meet people, chit chatting, side conversations, yeah. and next thing you know, I'm walking around with a group of people. And it's because like, that's that light that shines. Like, oh, he, oh, okay, he's in tune with himself. Like, yes. it's something about you, and you you start attracting those people. Yep. Sometimes you attract the wrong people with that too because they're trying to be energy suckers. Mm-hmm. But you can decipher through that. Yeah. But oh man, that's crazy because we got a lot of coming. Yeah. We got a lot of coming because me, like my first solo trip, like I went to San Diego okay. and I went by myself. I was like, I was so scared. I've always thought I needed somebody to be around and I need somebody to go do this. I need somebody to go do that. If so, don't nobody want to do it with me, I'm just not going to go. Nah. No, nah. just go do it by yourself. Mm. Go those places by yourself. Whatever you want to do. If ain't nobody going to do it with you, do it by yourself. For real. And you're going to have so much more fulfillment than dragging along somebody that really didn't want to be there. That don't have that good energy that you need. And what? And man, messing up your good time. Exactly. Now <laughs> you all down and out because they done affected your mood. When you yep. could have just been out by yourself and been a whole vibe by yourself. Yep. I'm telling you, when I took yeah. my trip to San Diego by myself, I was like, I still want to stay within California just in mm. case, you know, anything, you know, my yeah. relatives can get to me or whatever. But I went out there and I had the best time of my that's life. A, that's amazing. The best time. That's amazing. Man, that's... like, it was just amazing. I'm like, I encourage more people to travel by themselves. Like, take the precautions, but definitely travel and go see go see some different places. Go out to eat by yourself. If you really want to go out, mm. just go do it. Yeah. And then the gym. The gym has been my biggest thing. Uh, I'm like, Gym rat junkie, Ooh. crack junkie. Rat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I be in there, like, and it really started. It was a place of. 
I was I would get so angry and get so upset about certain things. I would go to the gym, mm-hmm. and that was my like my release. Like I could go in there, not talk to nobody, and just be in my own head. And then that started to transition to where it was like, okay, I'm not as angry as I used to be, but I love going to the gym, mm-hmm. and this gives me my me time. So now the gym is. I tell people all the time, they're like, why do you go to the gym so much? Like, how you be in there? And I'm like, it's more mental than physical. Exactly. Like, the mental game for me to be like, get your ass up, go to the gym, be in there, be present in there. and Discipline. Discipline. And then knowing that nobody could take this from me because I did it for myself. Mm-hmm. And the physical feature of it is a bonus. Yeah. You know, I just know that I just spent two hours, hour and a half to myself. Exactly. To get to know myself. So, like, this year, my biggest goal is meditation and uh, really being able to be still and know, like, be present. And so, like, I got a friend. She was teaching me how to – I was asking her, like, how do I meditate? How do I really get into it? And how do you stay focused? And she's like, uh, an easy way for you to stay focused is just to tap your fingers like this. Mm-hmm. And so – and say something as you do it to stay focused. And so you say four word, four, a four word sentence. And so mine's right now is happiness begins with me. Mm. And so every, every now word. Now bring your mind into focus into on focus. happiness too. Exactly. So, and then you can focus on your breathing. You don't want to rush it. So it's like, take that breath in. It's like happiness. And then it's like begin. And then you'll find yourself rushing. Like happiness begins. And then you're not tapping on your fingers. Mm-hmm. And so I found that it was, you know, I, I made it to my first five minutes of meditation. And that's huge. Like that's huge. for somebody, for somebody who's on a go. Always on the, stop play. Ah, why we got so much in common? I couldn't be still. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying. I'm like, okay, well, let me, and I'm focusing so much on trying that I wasn't doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I had to just. Mm. I got something. Mm. Oh, I got something for oh, your neck. I like you. I, got I like your style. We're going to jump right back on trying and doing before your next question because I just heard some stuff. Today in the shower on the way. So I got Come you. Come on. We got it. We got it. We right here with it. Come on. Ooh. I'm loving this. Oh, man. Like, I'm, like, Am I okay? I'm, I'm over here. I got questions right now, but we diving into other stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, when it's flowing, it's flowing. I ain't going to stop it. So what? Question. For right. yeah. Anthony. Anthony. Are you recording right now? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, I, I didn't know. I thought you, you paused. I didn't know I you started you back. Oh. <laughs> okay. Edit that out of there. Or I could be like a blooper or something like okay. that. <laughs> so I'm like. Okay, so back on your topic of how you're saying trying versus doing, stop saying trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I heard this from a lady in the gym. Just random. We talking. She caught on. I'm like, oh, hey. You know, she's like, oh, damn, you look good. Like, thank you. I, I This is what I do. And, like, I'm just trying to do this. She's like, you're what? I'm like, I'm just trying to do this. She's like, you're what? Like, I'm tr- like. What? Like, what are you? Like, are you crazy? Are you yeah. not listening to me? I'm trying to do this. She's like, no, you're not. You're doing you're it. You're doing. So we got to scrap trying because trying just gives you room for failure. Ooh. Trying just gives you room for you to make excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, you saying, oh, I'm going to try to come out there. That gives you the room to be like, I tried, but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go or don't want to do, just say just no. Just say that. Just say no. No, I don't want to go. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm too caught up in myself right now. I got this going on. I got this going on. Or if you really want to go, 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 do it. <laughs> so that, ooh, that gives that room, that mm, little bit of gap room, like you said. Because I, I can just be like, oh, I didn't do it because I said I was going to try. 
that can either mean I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Man. It's in the limbo. It's in the limbo. When you say, I am going to do this. Like, oh, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to make this happen. I'm going to try to put out some episodes yeah. today. No, I am yep. going to. You got to affirm it. Affirm it. And if you don't, that dis- that that disappointment hurts more than you being like, well, I tried. You know, it, it, whatever, exactly. though. But if you like, I'm going to do it. And then next thing you know, two days go by. And you're like, fuck, I didn't even do shit. Like, you let okay, I got to get on. Yeah, I let myself down. Mm. And that's a big part of self-love. Mm-hmm. Not letting myself down. And the gym keeps me at that point. Not letting myself down. Wake up 4.30 in the morning. I was. Ooh. I used to go 10.30 at night. Yeah. It was a transition. Yeah. 10.30 to 12. That was me being upset. Like, all, everything from the day, I dump it right there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I need to start my day with this. If I don't start my day with this, my whole day is shook. Exactly. I took a week off. I just did 250 days in the gym last year. Like, yeah, yeah. I tracked it. Like, People was super encouraging. I had shoulder surgery uh, October 2021, mm-hmm. and that was my goal. I was in the gym two weeks out of the hospital in a sling just to keep my mental right because it yeah. was like, this is what I'm Treadmill. doing. I'm on it. I'm doing, doing whatever stuff, I can. Whatever I can. Leg yeah. days a week, three days a week. So um, finally get to that point. I take a week off. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest week for me. Mm. I was flashing on people. I was... You know, like just very irritated and I couldn't really figure out why. And I'm walking around school talking to another teacher and she's like, oh, hey, how's your doing? How's your day going? I'm like, these kids, man, like this is one of them days. And she's like, interesting. I walk into the bathroom and I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, this ain't got nothing to do with these kids. You ain't been to the gym all week. Mm -hmm. And I had to double back on the teacher like it's actually my problem. Yeah. And then that form of accountability changed everything. And I was like, okay, I ain't taking no more full weeks off from Right, the gym. I'm in the gym. So you go into the gym, what, like four or five days out the week or like every day? like Four days, five days out the week, four or five now. Um, I was going six days last week, last year just to hit that 250. Mm-hmm. But my body was exhausted. Yeah. Like once I got that week off, that first day, I was like, oh, thank goodness. But <laughs> I can relax a little bit. I, I got I to gotta get back to it, though. Yeah, two, three days in after, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Mm-hmm. But then mentally, I had to give myself that time, that break. And it's like, no, take time off. Yeah, sometimes you got to take you time gotta off. You got to take time off. So that's a, that's been the biggest part of helping. Mm, and I love that you're jumping um, into meditation. Just to double back on that real quick, because I've been meditating and doing deep breathing every single day day and then I would like take days off like so I would do it I work five days a week mm. so every day that I would go to work I'm meditating in my car while I'm letting my car warm up especially during these cold days Ooh. right now I'm in the car I'm letting my car warm up and I'm, I turn on my A52 hertz it puts me in a good frequency it puts nice. me in a relaxing frequency so I'm getting the, the mood set and I'm in my car and I'm just Man, I'm doing deep breathing and I'm meditating for five minutes I'm like okay at this certain time then I can I can stop and I can pull off and I can go to work. And my whole mood is like just shifted. Setting the tone. I work with people that are mentally mm. ill. Okay. Schizophrenia, bipolar. So it's like that environment within itself, their mood can affect your mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I work so, with kids on the spectrum and like, you know, emotionally disturbed or anything in that kind of realm. So which okay we right here with him so we got so much in common like and you working in those type of environments it's kind of hard to be like okay well don't let it affect me this is what they're going through Mm -hmm. but when i start my day with that i'm telling you the whole house i have 15 clients that i'm working with 
Okay, for eight hours, the whole house moves differently. And I play that when I do my group check ins and the meetings with them. I'll put on that certain frequency and everybody's is calming. It's relaxing. Even if they don't get they don't meditate, just that frequency. It's like, okay, I'm relaxed and the day is going to go smoothly. Hmm. The day Hmm. is going to I'm telling you five minutes of meditation and deep breathing every day. Will change your life. Will change your mindset. Mm-hmm. You're breathing in positivity, releasing. When you release it, when you breathe out, imagine that flowing through your whole body. Being conscious. Mm-hmm. Being still and being present. Being present. Mm-hmm. Present. Oh man. Oh <laughs> man. I just I'm loving this right now. Okay, let's jump back into this. Right. Jump back yeah, into yeah, the brain. Yeah, jump back know, into the brain. You know, you so. Know. You create all your own designs. Like, I was studying. I studied you. I was like, I'm looking at your page, and I'm just like, okay, so he got the sewing machine, like, going crazy. Mm, so. Listen, I seen you. You got the, the denim. You cutting, doing the cut. I'm like, okay, so he's really out here putting in the work. Like, yeah. you. that's why I said you're the creative behind this. Like, you're putting your hands to the, own, the fabric, and you're doing it yourself, yeah. which is an inspiration within itself. So I'm like, was this all, like, self-taught when it comes to like you creating your own clothing yeah for the most part um i took like a digital graphics class in uh college that was actually the only class that let me come back and make up i had two back surgeries i had one high school 16 years old then i had uh, another one in when i was 20 Mm. and so during college i had to take the time off and no teacher was really being accepting of me taking the time off so i failed that semester wow but i went back and I talked to this one graphic, like, I really enjoyed this class. Is there any way that I can make up? Because, like, this is what I want to do. And she gave me, like, six weeks to make up all the extra work. So I ended up getting that done. That kind of pushed me to inspire. And then now it's just like, I got to try it. If I I got to do it. Yeah. All right. And I say try in that aspect because I want to know if I can do it. Because mm-hmm. if, if I could do it, I'm going to do it. But there's always somebody who could do it better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I shout out, like, my graphic designer, Slim B., um, you know, my photographer, Eric, uh, who else? Dracy, he's actually on the, on the sewing machine for me. That's my guy right now. Like, I don't want to sit under a sewing machine because. Mm-hmm. But my, you will if you have I to. I will if I have to. Yeah. But my time is not right there. So I know somebody who could do it better. So I'm going to try to put money in their pockets and fluctuate us all together. Mm-hmm. And then I got another homegirl named Jelena. She, I met her through like a clubhouse during the time. She's really, she got bars with it too. So we're all a collective right now. And I make sure like, if I can't do it myself, I'm going to them. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do it, then I got to go find somebody. Yeah. But I'm always willing to try myself and then go outsource because exactly. if I can get my vision out myself, I'm going to do it. But if somebody could execute my vision even better than how I seen it, oh yeah, I'm gonna take them on and help you out so you can so, focus on other, other parts of the brand. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the word right there because mm-hmm. I'm like sometimes like people be so focused on trying to do everything themselves and they get overwhelmed. It's like an overload. That and you'll was me. get a burnout trying to do that. So if you have that support and if you have those people who are willing to help you, utilize them. All these people who have been helping me has cleared up so much space. I journal a lot too, so that also declutters like my write. mind. I I wouldn't say I like to write, but mm-hmm. I like to empty space. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to put things down on paper so I know, like, okay, that's over with. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to think about it no more. It's it's set somewhere, and if I want to think about it, I'll go back and read it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let it clutter my mind. So, 
Yeah, they they helped declutter and they helped me refocus because I was that person who was always like, I don't need nobody else. I'm doing it all on my own. I got this. Mm -hmm. That mentality. And Mm -hmm. once I let that mentality go and seen like, oh, wait, I can help you do this. And then there's people are like, oh, you do this. You do graphics. I'm like, nah, I don't really do it. But Slim do. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna tap you in with her, and, and I'll go to her. Them in and put them on. Yep, and I'm like, hey, don't if they don't, you know, I'm putting you on, but if they don't fall through, that that's on them. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm always gonna recommend you. Like my homie Dracy, we did a collab. I'm like, hey, I got somebody. He want me to distress some jeans, but he wants some stuff on the inside. Like I can't really do that. Like, would you be willing to do it? I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. You put the stuff on the inside, send it back to me, and I'm going to distress them, and you're going to get paid. I'm going to get paid, and we up. See, that's what I'm saying. about putting your people on. People be so stingy with it Man. sometimes. Like, I want everybody to eat. I want everybody to get that exposure. Man. Like, if I know you could do something, I'm putting, oh, my guy over here, I got you. I you got you. Them, I, let, me call my, let me call my person up for you. Man. I got you. Yeah. If I see an opportunity, I'm going to go ahead and bless you with that. Like, yeah. I have to. And it's also about who you put your name on. You know, mm-hmm. all these people who I run with right now, I will rightfully put my name on mm-hmm. and know that they're going to come, come put it in work, relationships you know, and I, relationships. Important. And I built these relationships like constantly, constantly. I built the relationship to a point where I was able to buy my photographer a new camera. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and that was just how to generate, like we worked so much together. You know, he's done me favors to the point where it's like, bro, I'm down bad right now. Like, mm-hmm. but I need to get this photo shoot out so I could try to get up. And he's like, I got you, bro. And, We've had so many of those moments. One day I just called him like, hey, pull up real quick. I'm at the house. He's like, all right. Like, hey, here. He's like, what's this? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it, and, it, and it just goes to show, like, I appreciate you. I appreciate all my people who are really rocking with me because I'm not really, I'm social, mm-hmm. but I'm not, like, I got a real tight circle. Yeah. I can know you, but I might not fuck with you like that. Mm-hmm. But if I fuck with you, I fuck with I you. I fuck with you, like, yeah. you- yeah. That means something for yeah, me. That means that something, means for, something me. for, me. for me. me to be in my circle because I'd be like, eh, not anti, but you know, just skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical. <laughs> oh, no. But if you buy people, you buy people, and yeah. I'm gonna rock with you. Be solid. For be real. solid. So be solid. And I see like even like the passion behind your brand, like <clears throat> and you like pushing it and getting doing the promotion for it. And I seen like you y'all putting in the work, your team putting in the work. I see the passion behind that. Like I can tell. Like this is something that you really believe in yeah you gotta you gotta believe in it for other people to believe in it exactly if, if i don't believe in myself ain't nobody gonna believe and people could tell doing. like i'm not just doing this oh because i thought it was gonna be cool everybody's putting out a clothing brand like i'm gonna just put it out there i'm just trying to make some money or whatever like that nah. no this it's a whole concept behind this yeah and i'm i'm belted like is... 13 years 12 years something like that i started yeah. 2009 and so blessing right yeah there. for me That's to still blessing. keep going there's been multiple nights where i've been like man fuck this mm-hmm. i'd rather go spend this money on whatever i want to go spend it on but you gotta invest in yourself gotta invest in myself mm-hmm. and, it, and it shows even more because if i'm willing to invest in myself why wouldn't somebody else want to invest mm-hmm. in me mm-hmm. so and if you invest in me i'm i'm putting that investment right back into you because you investing in me is like it's it's a mirror it's a mirror effect like mm-hmm. you invested in me, why wouldn't I invest into you? Mm-hmm. You you have so much belief in me to the point of I gotta believe in you. I gotta believe in you for this to work. And if if I don't believe in myself, why would you believe in me? And if you like that vice versa, so like mirror effect is is a big thing. Exactly. You know? I'm like, that's just such an inspiration. Like and speaking of inspiration, like 
why is inspiration important to you? Because I know I see you going out into the community, trying to give back, trying to help out within the community. What what does inspiration mean to you, and why is it so important? Shit, we ain't going to be here forever. That's why it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever I could leave behind to somebody else could do even better. Why not? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I've always been the mentality of let me hoard the information because I got it on my own. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever gave me the information. I've got nits and bits and pieces from different people, but they still try to hide it a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, I've gotten so far on my own, but you, you get further together. Exactly. You know, you, Putting the next person on or even inspiring them to, to, to create something or do something better. Cause yeah. inspiration is, always looked at in a, as a, a, a positive note. Mm-hmm. You can't inspire somebody to be negative or do nope. anything. That's the difference between uh, influence mm-hmm. and inspiration. Yeah. You can break one stick mm-hmm. easy. You can't break a group of sticks. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you inspire, I feel like inspiration just, it just comes in multiple forms and you got to be willing to take it in, in all forms. Like another part of being present is just knowing that you can get inspired by anything. You can get inspired. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest inspiration was seeing people in the gym with injuries. Yeah. I used to walk up to people like, damn, like, you, st- I respect you. You still you going. still going. You got a whole ass boot on, and you still in here making it work. So when I have my shoulder surgery, I'm like, I got to be those people that I was commending. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. Seen it. I seen it. I seen it. And I was in there down. Yeah. I was down. Yeah. Like, monotonous stretching and just, I had to just push a pole and just raise my arm and then go that that was my workout yeah laying there looking up like damn this is really what i've come to mm-hmm. after pushing all this weight and now i'm doing nothing like but still made it but to still do something made it. and then people come up to me you in a sling what what are you doing here Gotta are keep you that inspiration though Come on now, you better come on. Somebody else was your inspiration. Now you became somebody else's, and it's and it's a it's a a trickle it's, effect. It's a trickle effect. Yep, it's a trickle effect. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's man being an inspiration. Like that's what I just yearn to be. Even if I know I changed one person's mindset to yeah. do something positive, that's my reward. Yeah. I don't need the, no cash. I don't need no thank yous. That's nope. yep. for me. That's my reward. Yep, it's to see that come forth. And working with kids also helps with that, too. Like, I got a lot of nieces and nephews. And so my biggest thing was, like, how can I inspire them to mm-hmm. be better, you know, with all the bullshit going on in the world? Yeah. They see their one only uncle from their from their mom's side doing something crazy, and they look up to that. And now they feel like they could do whatever they want, mm-hmm. you know. And then me working with the kids at the school, you know, you don't see black teachers like that often. Man. Black ma- male teachers at that. At that. At so that. I come up there stepping like this. I'll be walking around the school like this. And you the cool teacher. Some people are like, <laughs> is that an eighth grader? <laughs> I'm like, nah. Yeah, like, like nah, I'm a, I'm a staff, bro. Like, don't, yeah. don't. Get, but then they feel, they they see themselves in me. How does you know? that feel? Like, so it. you have that type of, I love what? it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I be talking big shit to these kids. I treat them like, like people. Yeah. You know, because. When I was in school, I didn't get treated like a person. Mm-hmm. I got treated like a child. Mm-hmm. No, treat me like a person. I'm going to treat you like a person. Because that's what you're going to grow into. <sighs> this next generation, that's that's what we pushing. That's what we pushing. Exactly. So, leading the future. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's why inspiration is important to me. And the biggest, like, working at in Oakland, I had a teacher tell me, like, you know, these are the kids that's going to be taking care of y'all, right? 
Exactly. And that shit shook me. Yeah. So who you want <laughs> taking care of you and handling you when yep. you get a little bit older? It's like, oh, okay, it's looking mm. kind of shaky over so here. So let me, uh, let me yeah. step it up some yeah. and but give you. But you step up your, your quality of thinking Man. and put that on onto them so they when, can be better people. So they can be better people. So they can help me walk across the street when I can't walk across the street mm-hmm. rather than be like, look at this old ass motherfucker. Like, <laughs> 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 look at this so you know it's it's inspiration just comes in so many forms yeah and you can be inspired by everything yeah that's that's facts that's facts so like what's your favorite piece that you put out so far because i'm like you got so many you got hats you got the denim Mm. you got hoodies you got shirts you got you got everything and and i when i was looking i'm like okay so I'm gonna tell you my favorite piece. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you answer sway, but I'm gonna tell you my favorite piece. Like to the neck, I Ooh. seen the to the neck. I'm like it was like a crew. I think it was like a crew neck. Yeah, and it, it's a giraffe, y'all. To the neck with the it's, that was so dope. Hey, that was so dope. Shout out my kindergarten best friend Zay. We've been rocking since we was four or five years old. Real sandbox boys, still rocking to this day. We was just yeah. talking last last night. Like, damn, it's crazy how our mentals have changed and mm-hmm. how we talk to each other. And we on this real growth path, and we going we gonna make it. It's everything's gonna be fine. So once I started my brand, he's like, "Hey, bro, I got an idea for you. When you get big, like when you really start going, mm-hmm. you gotta do a giraffe with an X-ray on his neck, with a blunt in his neck, and do to the neck." And I'm like. Nigga, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. And ever since then, that was ten year. Uh, that was a ten year gap. Damn. You told me two thousand nine. I made it twenty nineteen. You always kept that in there because you knew that shit was gonna be I knew fire. It. I knew it. I'm like you. You gave me gold at that moment, and I made sure like for you, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I just had to do it right. Oh, so man. it was like took a long time, and I wanted to make sure I did it right. You know, in the homage of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Shout out Zay. Shout out Zay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, do you, you still um, selling those? Because I'm, I'm. I don't. Wanna... That was a that was my 420 release. I don't have no more. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I, mean, I, like, I might have to run it back though, just because that project was a headache for me because mm-hmm. I tried something completely new. You know, I usually do all my own tie dyeing, mm-hmm. but this time I let the company tie dye and okay. not learning about how they cut different fabrics when it's tie dyed. Things didn't come out the right size, and it was just it was just a, a headache. So I was like, I gotta make it work for what I got, and it taught me how to communicate better with the vendors that I work with, and not to take no shit. Mm-hmm. Stand Have that my, authority, stand because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the brand owner. Yes, you know, y'all getting my money, so y'all gonna give me what I want. Exactly. So yeah, yep. that's that's the biggest thing. But my favorite piece, ooh, there's so many. <laughs> All right, I got a love-hate piece, and I feel like the people are going to rock with me with this. I did a Mac Dre piece. Okay. But I got so much hate for it. Why? Logistically, like, not knowing, you know, me thinking that I was paying homage to the Bay, Mm -hmm. um, but not understanding the process of what it actually took to get to that point. So at the end of the day, it turned into me making money off somebody's death, and that's what I never wanted to do. Right, right, right. But I really love that piece because I love where I'm from. You know, I love how it made people feel. It, mm-hmm. You know, people really was like. It's like the culture. It's the what culture, I did for the culture. You know, you know, so now to this day, like when people are like, you ever going to make some more Mac Dre stuff? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate that shit. But no, I'm sorry. So it's like, I love it because it's that gym piece. Mm-hmm. It's that one piece. If you was really rocking with me in the beginning, 
you you probably got it. Yeah. And if you weren't, you you probably don't even know about it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's probably my love hate piece. But as of right now, like other than that, I don't think I have a favorite piece yet. I I got another piece that I like. What's up? The Bay Area. Oh. Oh, come on. Oh, that I was. That, I said, hold on. I said, wait, babe, but it's B A E. That was fluke. I was like, what the, how did he co just come up? Like, that was what does the creative process look like? When you are creating these designs, like thinking of like different things to put on, like, how does that flow? You got to be like the certain space or does things just like come to you? Like you said, it's sometimes things fluke. just come off. Yeah. So, like, Bay at that time, Bay was super popping, that mm -hmm. word. So I'm like, damn, like, duh. Why wouldn't I put Bay Area? Oh, like, I love it. <laughs> why? Like, why wouldn't I? But then I was thinking, like, how can I make people really gravitate towards this? Mm -hmm. And so I put it in Disney letters at first because subconsciously we all know Disney. Yeah. So if you if your eyes see this, you're automatically going to read. Looking for Disney. Looking like, for Disney. Yeah. But then you're like, whoa, that says Bay Area. Like, mm -hmm. But then it also switched up the piece because it's like you're Bay and this is the area where Bay is at. Like, that's me. I'm Bay, and this is my area, area. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a double entendre at that point. Mm -hmm. But uh, the when it came out to what it is now, I, I ran so many of those that where I felt like I exhausted it, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, people aren't really feeling it as much as they used to. It was the time and the era. Time to let it rest a little bit. Time to let it rest. Yeah. And then I'm just I'm making some stuff, and I'm like, why have I not never did it with like Bay Area teams? Mm. So that whole font is all like mix and match of Bay Area teams. Like the B is Cal Berkeley, but it's two Cal C's flipped over. And then it's the underline of Cal turned into the to the backside of the B. Mm. So that's why it's like that. And then it just took different parts like Giants E. The R is Stanford. Um, so it's the Stanford tree, half of the tree. And then the R, you know, so that's where and that's where it really came back to home. So creative. So, and oh, then, my God. Yeah, I was like, damn, I'm glad this came this time because people already know and I can capitalize even more on that mm -hmm. aspect. So that, I would probably say that's that's up there for one of my favorite pieces, but I, I got some shit cooking. You got some shit cooking up in and, the lab. Man, you got, some, you got some exclusive. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this print. People don't even know about this print yet. Mm -hmm. This is like... Yeah, I got that's about shit. to be blasted on some things. It's, like he's yeah. about to come with that work. I know. I feel like summertime. You about to just yeah. I've just been doing a lot of research and like what I want to do and how how to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, we could all make clothes, but at the same time, where where's the value? Yeah, there's so many clothes on the planet. Like I, I need substance. I with need the clothes. substance because I I say a lot of these brands are just polluting. Mm hmm. And just it's putting out just to put out, just putting out to put out. And, mm -hmm. and if you really do the research, fashion is the, the, the second highest rate to pollution next to oil mm. because it's so, it's so much clothes out there. There's so much clothes out there. And then, you know, that's why upcycling is such a big thing right now. Everybody's going vintage and going, you know, cause there's enough clothes for us to really not make any more clothes. Yeah. And so just recycle. Much product out there is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So yeah. how do you create that value into the bigger substance of the clothing? And that's where I'm at right now is like, I want to represent something where the clothing shows that you support what I represent. Mm -hmm. Not just because you want to buy nice clothes. It's, it's a bonus that the clothes are nice. Right. So... I actually want to support it. And, yeah. and I was going to get into that. Actually, um, you have a lot of support from what I've seen. 
You have yeah. a lot of support behind you. Now, has it always been like that with the support? Nah, no way. No. I've had to got it out the mud mm-hmm. for sure. Still getting it out the mud. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say I've gotten all the mud off me yet. I'm still trucking through, you know. But a lot of the people who have been there from the beginning are still here, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I've never turned up, turned my back on them. You know, I got people who I tell all the time, like when this shit pop, I got you. Just, just have a backpack because we going on a trip. Listen. Just have a backpack. I'm gonna send you a text like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't care you what re- you doing. You know, take this weekend off. We up. Let's yes. go. And yes. and I got that solid foundation of people who I know. Like they don't even gotta buy everything because they bought when I was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, just that to you support. always that always sticks with you. Like sticks. you was down with me. You was down when, when I was, I was down. just starting. When I didn't even have nothing like that. Hey, Scissors say you can't trust nobody you ain't been broke with. Mm. So that, I you know would, where I come from. You know where I come from. Mm. And I ain't never gonna turn my back. Exactly. And so. people like just, I just want to take care of some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I That's just in you, like to nurture and like yeah. to take care of somebody. Yeah. You know? No, I got you. Yeah. You got me. And I don't even see it as like riding my coattail or nothing yeah. like that because it's like it comes back to me believing in myself and mm-hmm. it took y'all to believe in me for me to believe in myself even more. Yeah. And it, that right there is worth more than money. I was going to say that makes you want to go even harder. Yeah. Like because yeah. you know you got that genuine support because it's mm-hmm. hard to get genuine support. Like is you really support me for this? Are you trying to get some free clothes? Are you yeah. trying to do this? Are you trying to, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to get a spot. Yeah. You're trying to get a, but you know it's genuine. So it's like, man, I got to go hard because I got these people right here. I don't care if it's two people mm-hmm. who believe in me. Mm-hmm. I, I got to live up to what I'm, I'm supposed to be right now. Yep. I got to. Got to. Man, got that's, to. that's crazy. Like, you're doing a good job. Thank you. You're doing an Thank amazing you. job. Thank you. Like, what you, what you got What you got up next? Like, what you what you cooking up next in the lab? Like, what are you about to release? Or when are you? I don't want to say what, because you might not want to display that just mm. yet. But when do you plan on releasing some new merch? I mean, that's that's hard for me right now, because I've been on this... I actually talked to another brand. He's out in Houston. We're going to do a slight flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forever Loyal is the brand. Okay, okay. <laughs> but that's my homie, my homie D. Uh, okay. he, you know, we talk, we, we talk every now and then, and he's uh, really been teaching me, like, we got to stop doing these one-off drops. Mm-hmm. We got to put collections together. Mm-hmm. So that's my real goal is to really how to formulate a collection. And so that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I'm actually doing an event um, February 11th with a brand called Undies, Undead Stock Events. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually something that we could talk about for the giveaway. That's uh, that we you know secret secret sauce a little uh, bit. We got a giveaway coming up, <laughs> you know, just a little, just a little. But yeah, I'm actually working on something for that, and. Uh, like, I'm really trying to get into shorts. I, I want to try a lot of different things. Like, right now, I, I just did some shirts made out of rayon material, which mm-hmm. is really light. It's like um, tourist kind of T-shirts, in a sense. Like That's Hawaii that one you got to put the iron on the low setting. Yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> they put it in the in the dry cleaners kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. So I've really just been trying to do different things and figure out because one of my biggest things is if, if somebody was blind, how could you sell your clothing to somebody who was blind? What would be your difference? There's so many T-shirts out there. So how could your T-shirt be different from 
somebody else to the feel. Yeah. So that's really what I'm working on. So. I like that notation too. <laughs> going. So, after, you know, that's, that's my biggest thing. But, you know, there's, there's not too much in the frontal right now of like, oh, I'm going to drop this ASAP. Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot of conscious thinking of how can I get people to react a certain way, you know? So that, that kind of goes back to like what we were talking about before we got started of just like, how do I create that sense of value on the body versus having to tell people, I want people to be, be proud of what they're wearing in my clothing and be able to speak for themselves and Mm -hmm. say like, Oh, I support LaFresh because it makes me feel like this. It makes me feel like, I can do whatever I want. And that's part of my mission statement is that we all got the power to cut our own keys to success. Mm. Just, just because I got my own brand don't mean it's taken away from you doing your own brand. Exactly. You it know, should inspire you. it's just trying to inspire. And that's, that was the, that was the key, you know, and that's why my logo is a key. Mm. It's like, I cut this myself, yeah. you know, I did it. I did it myself, you know, and through that I had to change my mission statement. So now my real mission statement is to build unity in the community through fashion. Mm. And so, me working with kids is my way, is my sense of community. And I want to be able to, I want these kids to grow up and be like, damn, that brand is still, I remember I him. Remember when that he was, was a, he's a teacher. That's, and then he used to be fresh as fuck. Like, okay, <laughs> he's still doing it. He's like, still fresh out here at 75 gives, years old. I see man, And that gives me the inspiration to do whatever I want because he told me he was going to do this. Yeah, he's so, still doing it. Still doing it. So I, I ain't got no choice but yeah. to do what I need to do. Yeah. So I say the next thing that I'm going to do is do what I do what feels right. Yeah. And that's when the next drop is going to come when it feels right. Mhm. It got to be right. It got to feel right cuz in that moment and you when you working in that moment mm-hmm. of feeling right, it's automatically going to be automatic. It's it's going up. It's going up. It's going up. Yep. So like what would okay, so what would be like your proudest moment so far? My proudest moment so far uh my parents accepting this. Mm. I, I dropped out of school. I lied to my parents <laughs> that I was in school. I, <laughs> yeah, I took a semester off uh, during college. And my dad's like, hey, you registered for school? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he was like, all right, for sure. And then two weeks goes by. He's like, what? Why, you're, why aren't you in school? I'm like, oh, I didn't get my classes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, what are you about to do? Like, And I was working at the time. This is when I was working at Chuck E. Cheese. And he's like, you can't just work at Chuck E. Cheese. All. And I'm like, no, I know that. So I was really masterminding this brand, trying to get it together. Right. And then. Put down the blueprint for it. Yeah. After the semester, my dad was like, I was like, no, I ended up getting X amount of classes. So bluff that. Mm-hmm. As soon as grades were supposed to come out, he was like, Where, where's your grades at? And I'm like, you know what? I never went to school. <laughs> I, I didn't go to school this semester. Yeah. And I really don't want to sit in a classroom anymore. And a few years go by, and then I really started moving. And then now that I'm, like, working with people overseas, and my dad sees big-ass boxes coming in, my dad's like... He sees a growth behind it. He's like, okay, yeah. you really, you're really about this. Mm-hmm. Like, And now that my dad's like, I want this. I want that. I want... I, let me get this. I was like, like, I need I that need, hat. Run oh, that. Man, and that's, that's probably my proudest moment, knowing man. that my parents are backing me, like... And then even knowing, like, my mom started her own business because of me starting my own business. That it's feeling is. My sisters, they are, like, all my sisters, they do makeup, and they all got their own businesses now. So seeing the youngest bird of the bunch 
Oh, you're the youngest of I'm the youngest. I'm wow. the youngest of six. Wow. So to see me being the youngest and just bleeding into the rest of my family for them to flourish into whatever they want to be is my proudest moment for sure. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Amazing. We can inspire and see your family flourish from yeah. what you're doing too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy for that for you. I'm I'm really happy for you for that. And being able to just talk business like with my family, like yeah. you know, I'm thinking of doing this, and then sometimes my family comes for me for certain things, and it's like, damn, I'm really that person in my family. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll, I'll take that role. I like it. I love it. Like, so what would be some what would be some advice you would give to somebody? Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily like if you're trying to start your own business or clothing brand or just some general sound advice, some advice that you have taken as well. Okay. Um, this is actually some advice that I'm giving myself right now. And this is going to be my biggest thing for the year is don't play devil's advocate. Mm. Stop playing devil's advocate because I've spent a lot of time questioning and, um, oh, but what if this happened? What if this, but what if this, what if that? And, yeah, you can have an experience one time, and it could be a bad experience. But just because you had that bad experience that time don't mean the next time you do it, you're going to have the same bad experience, unless your mindset is there. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like me playing devil's advocate, like talking to my homie D out in Houston, I'm always, he's always like, man, I want to try this. And I'm like, but what if this and what if this? And See, I, realized how, I realized no. how toxic that is because it puts that negative out there mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so... That's my biggest advice right now is don't question it. Be present in whatever you're going to do and know that you got to just do your best. And if your best, your best is going to show. And if you didn't do your best, it'll it'll show. It's going to show too. It's going to show. So, you know, just go into whatever you're going into with a positive mindset that you're going to do whatever you can do at the best of your abilities and just do it. Knock it out. Just do it too. Just do it. Just do it. It's it's twenty twenty three. It's a Jordan year. Just, just just do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. You know, and go for what you know. I feel like um my thing for this year is like I'm listening to everything that God tells me. Mm. I don't care if he said if, if it sounds crazy to me, I'm gonna do it. Mm. Because it's leading me ultimately to a, a higher standard, a better place. Yep. So that's what I'm gonna do. Whatever I yep. feel is right and whatever I hear that voice. I'm just going to do it yeah. because it's leading me to better. It's leading me to more positivity. So I'm just going to do it. And also know that like back to like receiving things. Don't think everybody's out to get you. Mm. Somebody, some people are really just telling you, this is what I've been through and projecting it onto you. And you don't, you got, you got to take it for face value. Take it with a grain of salt because their experiences are completely different from your experiences. So if you can just take the bits and pieces and, be open-minded to it, you know. I was all, I was a real naive, closed-minded person thinking I was this open-minded person. But now that I'm at this stage in my life now, it's like I'm really open-minded. You you don't know who you're going to get. One conversation could change your whole life. Your whole life. So be open. Be open to going up to somebody random. Be open to being getting uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, because that uncomfortable space creates growth. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to grow the way you want to go, you you got to get uncomfortable. Got to get uncomfortable to grow because staying in that comfort zone, you got to you got to get outside the box. Got you got to get outside that comfort zone yeah. because if you're comfortable there, that's all you're gonna ever be. Mm-hmm. You got to grow. Got to grow. 
Exactly. So tell everyone where they can find you. Drop. I mean, uh, say your website and everything. Instagram. Oh, it's know. it's Lafresh everything. That was the <laughs> that was the plug. I ain't got no dots. I ain't got no, no underscores. underscores. No. It is L E P H R E S H. That's it. That's it. Dot com. At sign in front. <laughs> Whatever you want to put, wherever it's at, it's Lafresh. That's where yes. it's at. So. And to shop the merch, the link will be in the description. So y'all go hit my boy up and go show him some love. Support, support black businesses. Okay. Yeah. Stop playing with us. Support them. all businesses that's doing something positive. Yes. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. Because there's so much turmoil for people right now who are just letting shit slide because they think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But really do your research on who stands for what and, you know, who's really putting in the work to make this world a better place and that's that's my goal like support the positive movements support the positive movements i was just talking to one of my students he uh i just dropped off from him back in pleasanton to work at this new job and i had to tell him i'm like hey bro like our time is coming to an end he's like what you mean and i'm like the bag is bigger Ooh, the bag is bigger <laughs> he's like price. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, what, like, I get it, but what you, and I'm like, I've honestly given you all that I can give you mm-hmm. and you gotta, you have to put it in stone for yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, the biggest word for you, he's an eighth grader, is independence this year. I've been with you since the fifth grade. Yeah. Like, and we've been working on this independence block and I want you to have it for yourself. I don't want nobody to be following you or doing anything. You should be able, you're well equipped to be able to be by yourself. You mm-hmm. got to have that mentality. So I ended up leaving. He actually hit me on my birthday, shot me a text message like, hey, is today your birthday? Like he mm-hmm. called me. I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't pick up. But then he texted me like, hey, this is so-and-so. Today's your birthday, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I'm like, damn, Aww. bro. Like, I appreciate that. We we butt heads. Like, that was like little brother, big brother. He, yeah, you know, yeah. he he's like, you cramp my style. This, and I'm like, well, nigga, you cramp my <laughs> style. <laughs> so but then just to talk to him and just i'm like like how's it going like he's like oh it's going good you know i'm like you're like you on the road to graduate going to high school he's like yeah and i'm like wow i'm really good and then after it all he's like after we're texting i'm like i'm gonna check in with you soon like i'm gonna come to graduation though like for show Mm -hmm. it's optional if i come with a big head like a yo face or not he's like please don't and i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna do it but we gonna see (laughs) and then after he's like hey man thank you for everything and I'm like, damn, damn, dude, like that, that set me and no, lets me know, like hard work don't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And when you really, when you really show somebody that you value them, you can, you know, we talk shit. I was, you know, I'll give them a hard time a little bit here and there, but that was just me showing like, I really care about you. And at the end of the day, I want you to win. Like and I wouldn't I'm, be doing all this if I didn't care. Hey, hey, man, man. Yeah. And so. For him to just be like, thank you for everything, spoke volumes yeah. to me. So That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. such an inspirational story. It's such an inspirational person. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm honored to have you on the show. I appreciate y'all, you. We got a little giveaway. Ooh. Ooh. Let Fresh has a giveaway. So if you've watched and listened to this podcast through and through to the end, 
thank you. And we're going to have a giveaway for you guys. So there will be um, a special question on both of our Instagrams. So we're going to post a question um, about this episode. So you have to watch this episode all the way through and to be able to answer the question. Whoever gets the question correct will win a free item from the Le Fresh brand okay Mm -hmm. and if multiple people get the question right we're gonna put y'all names inside of a hat or whatever we have and pull it out yep Yep. so you have to stay tuned to our instagrams to know what's going on also the giveaway will be posted on both of our instagrams so you can know the the proper instructions again just in case you forget we're gonna have it on our instagrams posted for you i'm excited me too i'm I'm ready I, i think people are really gonna like this this vision that I got going for this giveaway and little secret. If you miss out on the giveaway and depending on the time frame, you can always tap in with me and I can give you further details on how you can possibly get this item. Mm. But at the moment, it's not going to be something that's broadcasted like that. It's going to be a kind of, you got to pull up on me and come get it. So Ooh, I hope, okay. I hope y'all, I hope y'all ready for this. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Like, thank you so much again for coming on. Hey, um, make sure y'all like and subscribe to this video, to this channel. Share it with a friend. Share it with your family, your coworker, whoever. And uh, I'll see you again on the next episode. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <And that's me>. <laughs> <laughs>